I'm a hard-working man. Working man. Working man. Working man. Good morning, Houston. It's time for the sport of home improvement. I can ride rope, a hammer and paint, do things with my hands that most men can't. I'm a hard-working man. Welcome to Home Show Radio. Save money, save time with Houston's home improvement leader for 36 years. Here's Tom Tynan. Good morning, everybody. It's time to start Home Show Radio. And, of course, we start it with your questions from the website. And Charlie Mosier is the one that takes care of that, so he's here with us. Well, me and a team of others. And what we do is we gather the questions you send us at homeshowradio.com on Sunday mornings. We, We get through a bunch of them. But we also do more during Home Show Extra, which is our new podcast. We'll talk more about that as we go along here, Tom. We got questions for you this week about generators, garage doors, showers, attics, and pests. But let's get started with Stephen. He writes to us, uh, I've been searching for an answer, and maybe you can help. He says, I have a Westinghouse 12,500 portable generator installed to a 50-amp power inlet to a 100-amp panel with interlock. No ground rail in the panel, shielded cable. When on generator power, my bath and kitchen GFCIs blink red and no power. What can I do to fix this? Uh, This is an electrician call. This goes way beyond what you would get into regular electrical, uh, and that's why he's probably having a hard time, too, because he could explain everything until why is this happening. Uh, Generators do funny things the way they're set up inside a breaker panel. So I'm going to defer this to uh, Will over at Right Touch Electrical. If he's in the Houston area, give them a call. If you're in a different area, this is where an electrician comes in because I'm not sure how it's feeding your panel. And for me to just, you know, GFCIs are really sensitive, And it has to do with the ground, and so I have a feeling it has something to do with the ground, but that's as far as I'm going to take it. Yeah, when I hear portable generator hooked up to the house, I'm like, yeah. And he said no ground. It's a shielded. And that is not going with a GFCI because a ground is is vital to what that does. Right. So, yeah, I would do that. And maybe even consider uh, giving Bert at Kiss Generators a call and consider putting a standby one in instead. Oh, there's no doubt about that. If you can get a bigger one that's all hooked up properly and not just a standby or a portable one is really just last resort and all you can do. Mm -hmm. And and probably will not run the hours that a regular standby one will. There there are a lot of advantages. Bert can tell you about that. But if he's fixed on keeping this going, then his next stop is Will at Right Touch. This is true. I, I I would start with electrician on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he does want to go to a bigger generator, a permanent one, I think Bert is the only person to go do that. That's for sure. All right. Madeline is in the museum district. She wants to know, how does an insulated door in her garage help reduce the heat in 100-degree weather if the garage faces south? Well, it really doesn't. I mean, there's a little bit of surface temperature that's reduced. But the history of a garage door is this that's insulated. It's for up in the northern climate where you're trying to heat and keep the heat inside of the garage when it's 30 below or 20 below. And I'm Charlie, I know you've experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your car has to keep from freezing so you can drive out and it doesn't just all, you know, become a, a, a ice sludge. Uh, but as far as that goes, the only way to cool something is to remove the heat. And to remove the heat, that's what an air conditioning system does. So insulation does not cool. 
Insulation separates hot and cold, but that's all it does. And once it gets hot inside, it actually will hold the heat in just like in the northern areas. So uh, insulation is not going to cool a garage, so it is not worth the investment at all. If you are going to air condition the garage, it would it would keep the heat out, and the other heat that's in the garage would pump out mechanically. That would be a different story. All right. So if you want a cooler, put an air conditioner in. Yeah, that's, if it was that easy in a garage, we'd be doing it in the house, too. <laughs> no kidding. All right. One more here. This one comes from Colorado. That's where Tori is. Uh, he writes that a plumber put in a shower drain for a new shower that's not level to the concrete floor. Is there an easy fix, or do we have to get under the concrete and use a different angled elbow to account for the slope of the P-trap? No, you can you can just chip around and add pipe to it. I'm not sure what he says not level uh, with with a, a shower drain. If if they're going to cut the pipe off at the, at the slab, then you can cut it at the where the slab is sitting. So I'm not sure where this level part is, yeah, but I can only imagine what he means is that the 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 the, the, sh- the drain itself isn't level. It's like at an angle or something. Well, and he's just talking about the pipe coming out. If the pipe's a little bit at an angle, it's not a big deal as long okay. as it's going down to a P-trap. So what happens is when you pour a slab, you leave a, a lot of extra pipe sticking out of the ground. And if this thing isn't perfectly straight up and down and over to an angle a little bit, that's not a big deal because when they set the FHA strainer and put in the mud float like the tile guys do and they tile up to it, they're going to set the actual strainer nice and, and square in there into the tile. So... I don't think it's a problem, but I don't. without seeing it, I can't tell you if it's going to be, but I don't think he has an issue at all. All right. Well, still to come, we'll talk about attics, we'll talk about pests and foundations as we continue with questions from Home Show Radio here on Home Show Radio with Tom Tyne. And I do want to just expound a little bit on Burt and Kiss Generators. Kiss Generators is a company. Burt, of course, is the owner. That's why we mention them by name, because we know all our owners by name of our certified home show pros. It's kind of an important process around here to know the owner. Uh, but as far as that goes, I have one of the generators uh, that they take care of. They take care of all kinds of generators, but they also install, and that's their specialty. The Kohler generator is what they actually install because they've chosen it or decided it was the best one. I did the same thing because I chose a Kohler, too. But when it comes to installation of a generator, it's a tricky thing, and it's a little animal in itself. If you can get in, if you can just get in the mindset of owning a hospital and thinking you can't have the hospital go down and you need these huge generators, well, that's Kiss Generators. They put these great big ones in on top of uh, the roofs of or on the ground next to uh, hospitals and things. But they also take care of residences too. So. If you have a home and you're thinking of a generator so when the power goes off, the lights go on and you don't have to think about it and worry about things like your GFCI blinking at night like a Christmas tree, it's the only way to go. And believe me, you'll never have buyer's remorse when that power comes on. You'll say it's worth every penny. I don't know of anybody that regretted ever buying a generator, especially from KISS generators. And if you have one and if you haven't had it maintained, and we're getting into the height of uh, hurricane season now. People think, oh, forget it. It's never going to rain. It's just hot all the time. Don't put your guard down. Make sure your generator is running with a service call to Kiss Generators, whether it's a Generac or any of the other brands or, of course, a Kohler. They'll take care of you. Now, back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Give me a call. We'll be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour, 281-833-3333. But for right now, we have more questions from our website, 
Charlie, you're up. Yeah, homeshowradio.com is where you'll find the Ask Tom button, and that's where the questions go in, and the answers come out here every Sunday morning. Eleanor writes to us from Richmond, Illinois, where she just purchased a home that was built with a floating vinyl laminate wood plank floor and says the floor cracks when walked on but seems to get better as the day goes on, and there's a horrendous popping sound every now and then which sounds like the whole house is creaking. The builder says, this is just a floating floor, but I find nothing that says a floating floor should crack and pop. Do uh, do I have any kind of recourse here, Tom? I don't know what kind of recourse there is. I don't know why it's popping, so I would get with the builder and find out what the problem is. But I don't think it's the floor. I think it's probably something else the builder did or the way the house is built. Uh, because I've never heard of a, a, a what we call slap down or luxury vinyl floors ever popping and making creaky noises, but I certainly have heard of uh, subfloors doing it. So that's what I would probably look into. But without walking around on it, I don't know. But as far as recourse, the only thing you can do is get back with the builder and, and tell them, uh, you know, that, hey, there's there's an issue here if it's bothering her. Well, we had an experience with a luxury vinyl floor here uh, in the studios where um, the um, there was something about the way the manufacturer made them that they, they did start kind of having a hollow sound under them when you walked. And then we saw them starting to separate from one another and turned out separation I've heard of. Yes. Yeah. yeah but, but it was like, you could feel where it was, it mm-hmm. was expanding in different ways and it was creating a void under there. And that may be what she's experiencing. I don't know, but the bottom line for us with our situation is it turned out to be a manufacturing defect. And uh, the guys at Texas floors swung into action and got the manufacturer to come down and replace the floor. So it, it may be if, if there is a problem with her floor, the builder may have, uh, may have to go back to the people who put it in. Well, that's what I would think is whoever put it in. Now, you went to uh, Texas Floors, right? Sure. And they took care of it. So the recourse would be go back to, the in this case, the builder bought it, whoever he bought the floor from, and find out if there's a warranty issue. There's certainly you can go through that with any kind of product that you suspect there's a warranty issue. The reps will come out and take a look at it. If it is the floor, absolutely. But the builder's the one who bought it. The builder's the one that's got to make the contact. Right. Let's go from Colorado to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That's where Brian is. And he wants to talk about the humidity in his attic. He says, we have no ridge venting, and I just found mold in my water closet and water buildup on the AC vent in there. I also found some moisture on access to the attic in between the insulation and the attic access panel. What could be causing this? Humidity. Well, yeah. Dew point. Uh, water going from vapor to a solid. It happens a lot down here in the Gulf Coast. I just had to redo an entire attic system because my air conditioner was raining all over the place in the attic. Uh, so it, it's very common, especially with a toilet or anything that's porcelain like that. It's going to be a cooler surface, and when that hot air touches it, it's just going to reach a dew point, and it's going to sweat. Uh, I can't tell them to insulate a toilet. I wouldn't know how to do that, but (laughs) that's exactly what you would do. And that's what I did with my air conditioner. I wrapped it with a styrofoam product and it stopped sweating and put a fan on it. And so fans help. That's how you get rid of uh, attic um, uh, humidity. 
But if it's, uh, you know, a lot, then you've got to have a lot of fans. And I don't know if it's worth it just to keep the toilet from sweating in an attic, which is I find it odd that there's a toilet in the attic. No, no, no. I think he's saying he found it in an attic and he's finding it on his toilet. The, okay, good. Because the, the toilet in the attic was a little weird. We're not judging now. Yes. Although, you know, in different parts of the country, people do make attic rooms up there and they right. just kind of sit up there. Right. Uh, but as far as that goes, it's going to be because of the humidity touching the cold surface. Yeah. And so toilets will sweat. If, we, if Down here in, in Houston, if we put a, a toilet in a garage, which is not uncommon, uh, it'll have a sweating problem all the time. So people have to either air condition where the bathroom is, and they'll put a vent in there just to move some air, or a fan in there to move the air. So if you keep the air moving, it won't sit against the surface and sweat. I wonder if the door to that water closet shouldn't be left open. I'm wondering if it's... Well, that's it. Airflow. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, there, if, the, if it's going to be set up like that, absolutely. But uh, airflow and, and, and fans in attics on whatever is sweating. If you took a fan and hung it from the rafters like I did this last week for my air conditioner and it, it, it blows on that toilet, it probably would not sweat. Yeah, so when we remodeled our bathroom... We had Trifection put in louvered doors in there because we had that problem where it would get kind of musty in there. Oh. And, and and that problem evaporated, pardon the pun, overnight. I mean, as soon as we did that, it changed the entire airflow of that space. And uh, maybe maybe that's something he could consider. Well, if you look back at the history of architecture in the Gulf Coast uh, or other areas, Miami and, and, and Florida, Louver doors were everywhere right. because you had to move the air. You had ceiling fans. You had louvered doors. It was just the way it, it, it had to be before air conditioning came in. All right. Fair enough. Hey, we've got a couple more questions to get here, Tom, before we get to the bottom of the hour. And folks start calling 281-833-3333 to get on with you. And we'll get to those right after this. Well, we talk about louver doors. There's nothing more difficult to paint than a louver door. It takes patience. It takes technique. And when you have things like that that need to be painted around your home and you don't want to do it yourself, and my hand's up right now. I don't want to do those anymore. I've done them. Uh, I call Rudy's Quality Painting. Rudy is the guy that can paint your doors, paint your house inside, outside. The crown mold he can add. He can do everything. But they are professional painters. And sometimes a professional painter just is what you're looking for. And you know what? A professional painter is always going to have a better paint job. Not that yours is bad, but sometimes the best part is, is you don't have to do it. They do it for you. So picking out the products, prepping the surfaces, you know, prepping one of those louvered doors takes a long time. Prepping uh, cabinet doors or prepping uh, panel doors, it takes time. And they spend the time to get it prepped right. Putting on the paint is only a very small portion of what they do when it comes to a professional paint job. Rudy's Quality Painting has sheetrock repair people and texture people with, with very specialized skills. They have carpenters that can prep everything first and fix anything like rotted doors or maybe a new drop stair for your, for your attic before you do the paint job. They'll take care of all that first. And then, of course, the paint. Whether it's inside or outside, he's a pro. So if you want to paint your home, whether it's a louver door or the entire house or maybe both, it's Rudy's Quality Painting. Give him a call at 281-227-6100. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Now back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. 
Tom Tynes getting ready to answer your questions this morning on Home Show Radio at 281-833-3333. That's the number to call. You call now, you get the head of the line. 281-833-3333. No rush. Give them a call. Before we get back to another question, I do want to talk about remodeling. People call me and say, Tom, if I remodel, will I get all my money back? Tom, if I put in a new kitchen, will I will it grow my value of my house? Well, in some cases it might. Some cases it might not. There's there's probably a good chance you'll sell your house faster because it'll be more updated and a kitchen and a bathroom needs to be updated. But a remodel job, if for the most part, is for you, the homeowner. Don't wait to sell the home to remodel it. People always do that. I don't understand. Remodel it for you and enjoy your house. Then when you go to sell it, somebody else will enjoy it too. But Trifection is the company that can make that remodel just for you. I've worked with them many times. Charlie's worked with them. Uh, I know a lot of other people that uh, I, I'm not going to go nameless right now that have worked with Trifection. And I know Jeff Roberts, the owner, and I've known him for over two decades. And he has put together the best remodeling company in town. Everything they do with their team from start to finish is professional. And when they get moving, it's, it's a joy to watch, although you still have to live in it all, but it's still a joy to watch. But the best joy you have is when they leave because the place is punched out just the way, and I say in a good way, punched out, and it is looking good. And then you sit back and go, wow. And then about a month later, after you've used those rooms, whether it's a kitchen, a bathroom, a workout room, a new office, a room addition, you go, wow, why didn't we do this sooner? You never have remorse buyer's remorse, that is, when you get a job done by Trifection. Give them a call at 281-KITCHEN and just talk to them. See if they're the remodeler for you because they want to make sure that remodel is for you and exactly what you want. If you tuned in this morning, you were expecting to hear Tom taking phone calls and answering questions like he has for, what, 37 years, 36 years? Long time. <laughs> he added one. Okay, okay Well, you know, I like yeah. to be ahead of things. But uh, yeah. he'll be doing that here in just a minute. We just got a couple more questions. What we do, what we're doing on Sunday mornings is we're answering questions that come from homeshowradio.com and the Ask Tom button, and, that's, and then we'll get to your calls. And there may be stuff here that can help you, like maybe James's issue that he's in West Chase, Tom. He says the builder just poured a foundation using post tension, and he advised the builder that the design of the shower in the bathroom is wrong. The shower should be a walk-in design, barrier-free, and the shower should have been 6 by 7 and the framing is for a much smaller shower, and, and the concrete is dropped in the drain in the center of a smaller shower. Should I be concerned with this? I mean, is it safe to and repairable to cut into the slab since the cables have not been tensioned? And how much is this going to compromise the home? First off, it's supposed to be dropped if it's a, bar uh, a, a shower with no barriers. Uh, so you drop the inside of the shower, not the whole area, but the, the middle part. And that way, when you, when you walk straight in and you don't have that little curb, the, the, the uh, concrete is formed down into that dropped area. So that's going to be formed by the tile people. So I don't think that is a problem because it is a barrier-free uh, shower. And every time we do them, I used to get people freak out when we leave that drop in there, but we do it on purpose so when it's finished, it's nice, smooth transition. Uh, if you don't see a drop, it's usually because they're going to put a curb in, so I think that's probably a plus. As far as the framing of it, it's going to be between him and the builder to, to make it the size it's supposed to be. And I don't think you'd have to compromise the slab because it's all going to be on the surface where the uh, transition is going to be made. So I, I don't know if it's as big of a problem. I wouldn't chop the whole thing out. No, I don't think you need to. 
I think it just needs to be prepped on the surface, whether you take a few inches off the top of the concrete uh, with just some, you know, some chipping and, and hammering like they do with a plaster pool and, and just rough it down and get it down low enough to where the tile person can come in and smooth out the surface before the tile goes on. I think it's probably not as bad as he thinks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Charlie is in Round Rock. He's got our last question. It's a pest question for you, Tom. He says, fairly regularly, one or two times a week during the summer months, I'll find a red wasp in the house. The only conclusion I can come up with, he says, is that they enter through the HVAC vents, leading me to believe there's a hole or a puncture somewhere in the ducts in the attic. I can't see anything, and I haven't seen any red wasps in the attic. What thoughts do you have? Oh, they get in through the walls and things. I don't think it's coming through his air conditioner. Although, if you have a big hole in your ductwork, things can come in. There's probably more than just that's going to end up in your house eventually. But quite frankly, I find them all the time. Uh, once in a while, it freaks Sandra, my wife, out. When she, there's this one wasp. Where did it come from? We don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. It comes around through the little cracks in the walls and stuff. They're, they're pretty clever when they start crawling around. They don't need a big hole. So I don't think, and if you want to have your air conditioning checked, always. You want to have your ductwork checked and you suspect there's a hole, do it because it can cost you a lot of money having a hole in your air conditioner because it's just air conditioning where you don't want it to. But I doubt that's it. I think it's just nature itself. And thank goodness they don't run in packs. They run individually. So if you can't catch it, it'll probably die within a day or two. And you'll find its little dead carcass somewhere someday. Yeah, we have uh, mud dauber issues at our house. Right. They are everywhere. And Paint your uh, house blue. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. We did that with our patio. We took your advice and painted it blue. Yes. But that wasn't enough. We had to put clouds on it, too. So we had an artist come in and oh, that's nice. airbrush clouds on the on the, <laughs> yeah. on the the ceiling of the patio. And and it, it looks pretty darn good. And you know what? We don't have them there anymore, but we have them everywhere else. Yeah. They get to be their little... I find them in my garage, and I just... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And as far but as... But they kill spiders, so I don't know yeah, if that might yeah. be good. That's what I told Sandy. I said it's a beneficial <laughs> pain in the neck. But um, the... Um, as far as wasps getting in the house, it is astounding to me how small a space they need to weasel their way oh, into the house. A pinhole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. They're tiny when they're first born. They just mm -hmm. find their way in. Yeah. So too bad he's not here because he could call McGrath and get that of handled. Of course. Yeah. All right. Hey, those are the questions I got for now. But there are a bunch more that we're going to address in our Home Show Extra podcast. And you can find that by visiting homeshowradio.com. And look under the, the Listen button. There's a podcast section, and you'll see, the, see where you can subscribe to that there. And if you want to send more questions in for our next Sunday morning, go ahead and do that by clicking on the Ask Tom button and sending them there. Tom's going to start taking your questions in just a couple minutes, so go ahead and give him a call now at 281-833-3333. Now, back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. And it looks like Charlie has left the room and I'm on my own. So you guys give me a call at 281-833-3333 on this Sunday morning. 281-833-3333. Excuse me. And we will talk till 11 o'clock today. And I think we have a few weeks left. I haven't looked at the schedule. And then we're going into an early, early show, 7 to 9, when the Texans kick in their regular season, not the preseason, but noon games, which I'm sure they'll have a bunch. They always do. Everybody, this part of the country does if you have a football team. <laughs> I don't know about other other things you do, but yes, they do start at 12 over there. Well, it's for that morning uh, 
uh, you know, barbecue <laughs> is what everybody only in Texas would do. All right, 281-833-3333. We have open lines. We've got one caller. We're going to get to him right now. James, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, good morning, Tom. Good morning, James. Hey, I got two questions. First question uh, is I'm wanting to put under eve lighting up underneath my one-story home. Mm-hmm. And I'm wanting to come off the breaker box with a 20-amp breaker and go straight up to the eve and just start running them. Should I use 12-volt or low, very low-voltage 110 and just string the wrap up? Use all in that way, or what would be the best way to go? What, what kind of lights? When you say low voltage, you're going to use a 20 amp breaker, so you're going to use a number 12 wire. Right. Just remember that. And uh, are you going to use low voltage lighting, or are you going to use uh, regular lights? Just I, I want some probably I don't know for two inch or four inch like a pot light where it's recessed with the. Well, that's uh, probably going to be just a standard 110. So you just wire them, and then wherever you want to put your switch. Right. Well, I want to. I'm going to put a dusk and dawn sensor up against the wall. Okay. Do you want to switch on it at all? No, just just straight okay, power to the uh, to the dusk and dawn and let them come off and on as they as they wish. Okay, well that's that's fine too. I mean it's basically a switch, but uh, right. it it should be pretty simple to do. It's getting the wire run and all that that's the tough part. Right, uh, it's pretty easy. And well, I've done looked at everything, but uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, how how far do they usually run them? Eight feet apart uh, in the center of the space? That's up to you, yeah. I mean, that's totally up to you with everything, however you want to do it. There's no rules, rhyme, or reason behind it. Okay. Whatever effect you want. You can put them four inches apart and light the place up. It's right. up to you. 20-amp breaker will take a lot of light, so you, if you're running direct to it, uh, you can run all you want. Okay. Uh, what far is wattage? What do you think you would uh possibly think of as far as on each one uh, well if it's it's under soffit lighting and you're just like doing down lighting unless right. you want it really bright i can't imagine doing more than about 40 or 60 watts uh, i don't think you would need that much lighting because you're not you're not doing anything but doing more of a mood lighting than anything else right right <clears throat> so you think maybe 20 watts would be enough in each one or i don't know if you find a 20 watt light bulb i guess you could that would be pretty if, yeah. if it's what you want, it, it, it'll work. I yeah. don't know if you'll find a 20-watt light bulb. Yeah, I was thinking of LED, but as many as I got run, that would be, I'd break the bank. Yeah, LEDs are expensive, but they're nice, and you'll never have to change the bulbs, you know, as far as I'm concerned. They should last longer than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But that's that's just a light bulb. If you want to use those, you certainly can. You don't use com- compact fluorescents outside. They'll get When it gets cold, they won't work. Uh, halogen bulbs are used outside quite a bit. They're efficient, and they create heat, but it doesn't matter. It's outside. Uh, as far as incandescent, they're the ones that are going to cost you the most as far as running them, the electricity right. bill. Right. That's, that's what my that's what I was trying to cut down on the uh, uh, you know wattage usage as far as power. Well, then you know what? I, I do like halogens. Uh, take a look at the lumens on the halogens. Why don't you go to the halogens if they're they're affordable? And uh, they don't use near as much electricity as a uh, incandescent. Okay. All right. That's good. <clears throat> okay, and the next question is, <clears throat> I don't know, I've not blown in insulation in my attic now, but it's settled over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm wondering, <clears throat> should I attempt to just go and put bat insulation across the rafters 
Well, would that be cheaper than having somebody come out and retop it with blown in or, or what? It probably would be cheaper because you're going to do all the labor yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can certainly price it out. I have a you can call the insulation guru and just ask him, you know, square footage cost on blown in insulation, or get a get a guesstimate from him if he comes out an estimate and see what it's going to cost you, uh, and then you figure out what how much per roll, how much per square footage, and how much uh, wherewithal you have to crawl around the attic for a couple of days. Right. Okay. And if I do that, I go across the rafters. It's it's up to you. Either way, just try to get even coverage. You know, you can go yeah. between the rafters. Depends on how much you have settlement. If it's settled below the uh, uh, the ceiling joists, then go ahead and put them right between and run in the same direction parallel to the joists. Okay. Right now, it looks like they're just barely topping some of the rafters, maybe a little higher in places. Well, then you might want to go across. Going Better across is fine. Okay. If I go across... Uh, in several more years, as that as a, as a blown-in insulation uh, falls, will it create a void between the two? I'm sure it will, but so what? It'll. Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal, but you know, the blown-in fills in all the little gaps and things. If you have somebody blowing in, yeah. But uh, I, I, you might get some gaps here and there, but that's it. I, I don't know if I'd. It's it's not rocket science. It's insulation. Right. Okay. All right. Okay, then. I'll, I'll look into those lightings, and you said the halogen? I like halogen, and I use them on my outside lights, yes. Halogen are, to me, the way to go. I've always liked the halogen lights, and they give you the truest white light, too. Now with the new LEDs, that's a good choice. Compact fluorescents, I've never bought one or used one. I don't like them at all. And I still use incandescents, you know, for closets and hallways and stuff where they're cheap and you hardly run them at all. You just turn it on and turn it off real quick. So they're the ones that last the longest when you're turning things on and off all the time. Mm-hmm. And on these, uh, the halogen-type uh, pot light, I think, would you use a 2-inch, 4-inch? I know 6-inch way too big. but uh, That's up to you. I'm, I'm going to let you decide what you're, what you're dealing with and how you like the way it looks. Okay. Okay, lighting becomes an aesthetic thing, too, and it's up to the uh, individual. Okay. Okay? All right. Appreciate it, Tom. Good luck. Thank you. Always good to talk to you, James. And uh, when you're looking at light bulbs, we we talk a lot about wattage because we remember the 40-watt bulbs, 60-watt bulbs, 75, 100. Uh, But today it's lumens. So you can always compare by looking how many lumens, I'm, I don't know off the top of my head, how many lumens equals up to a 60-watt uh, light bulb. So if you're buying LEDs, you're going to see lumens. The wattage is what it uses, and it's going to be using a lot less. So the lumens is actually the amount of light that comes down and does what it's supposed to do. And I will tell you this also, LEDs will yellow over time. They last a long time, but they will turn yellow. You don't really notice it until you put a new one next to an old one. And you'll see a real white light, and then you'll see a yellow light. So there is some uh, deterioration over time. Not that they don't work. It's just that the quality of the light goes down, uh, and it's, it's just the way it is. And I don't know beyond that if they can make one that doesn't do that, but most of them do. But if they all last the same amount of time, quite frankly, your eyes won't notice it. All right. Baths of America is where you should go if you're going to – it's where you should start before you – Remodel your bathroom or your kitchen. It's an idea center. You go in there and you get the idea of what you truly didn't know. The things that are available, you had no idea. 
you'll see uh, these, you know, very limited selection of things under certain price points at the big, big stores that you you know who, where they are. You can go to the scratch and dent stores. You can go a lot of places, but you're not going to get ideas. You're just going to see what's available and how much it costs. But what you want is ideas. Once you get the ideas, then you'll be able to talk to the professionals about how you can put this into your lifestyle if you want to. From kitchen appliances, uh, even washer dryers for that matter, everything all the way to some incredible bathroom. You know, it used to be a bathtub, a commode, and a sink. Uh, it's not like that anymore. No, you got to go over there and see. It's too much to explain. We've done some great videos. You can visit them online at uh, homeshowradio.com, Baths of America, and see some of the toilet seats that aren't really what you your grandmother had, that's for sure. You can see some of the different showers, including steam showers and saunas and all these wonderful things that you can put in your own home. You don't have to join a health club. You can just go into your bathroom and do what you do. Uh, but that Baths of America is the idea center you start. They have a beautiful place to go visit over by the Galleria. And it's not, it's across uh, 610. So it's kind of, it's easier to get to because it's a back route in. Anyway, you'll, you'll just GPS it. You'll see. And that way you don't have, you know, it's not like going to a giant parking lot in the Galleria and walking everywhere. It's not that kind of thing. People call it the Galleria area. I'll just leave it at that. For the locals here, you know what I'm talking about. But Baths of America is where you start. Then you can call remodelers and this and that. But I want you to get some ideas. I want you to know what's available. And I know what I want you to know what the, you know, the prices are right down to the cabinet hardware. Just take some time and look at the cabinet hardware. What kind of theme are you going to? You're going nautical. You're going into a, you know, a traditional, whatever the case may be. You can go to some places and just look at some hardware and think, well, there's five designs. That's what we get to choose from. No, you don't have to do that. Or worse yet, you go online, you look at pictures and you say, Ooh, I like that one. I'll just order it online. You don't have to do it either. Just go and you can touch them. You can feel them. You can pull them, uh, push them, <laughs> whatever you want to do, but you'll be able to see everything at Baths of America. And most importantly, if, and when you buy, let's just say you're going to buy some appliances from them for your kitchen. They will service you 100% from the installation to any kind of warranty problem you ever have. Hopefully you won't. But they are there because you are their customer. That's Baths of America. Now back to Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. Two eight one. 833-3333. And this is Home Show Radio on Sports Radio 610 coming at you live. We'll be live next weekend also. And the weekend after on Labor Day weekend, we'll be doing the show live. I will be on vacation doing it live. I don't know if it's really much vacation. I'm just going to be hanging out in Treasure Island down at the coast. But uh, my favorite place on the planet, as my wife would say. All right, call me and we will talk 281 833 33. Let's talk to Ron. Ron, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, Tom. How are you doing today? Very good, sir. Good. Uh, two questions. First, uh, uh, back bedroom, we have French doors with a plastic grid over it. It's double pane. And the uh, long guys eventually have shattered both of them, and now one of them is starting to come off. I can see little holes where those uh, look like a screw. Oh, I took a and all started digging into it, and it was a, it was a putty. And I'm just wondering, it's a plastic 
you know, plastic French grid type thing. Uh, how, what do, how do you get that thing off so I can replace it with, uh, uh, I want to put a, a, a clear plastic rather than the, uh, 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 safety loss. And the second question is, uh, we've got a six inch drain line that runs, uh, 25 feet. The next Allen runs out to the street, probably 100 feet, 125 feet. What's the best way? Of, who should I call to get that clean? I asked my wife. She don't want me to do it. So, <laughs> okay. And I'm well, just concerned that maybe it's roots going through that or yeah, not. Yeah, if it needs to be snaked, you call a plumber. And we're back to Abacus yeah. Plumbing. Call them. Let them snake it right. out. Yeah. So okay. If, especially if it's roots, because they're going to have that root cutting head on there. And yeah. So okay. Cut that's, those that's yeah. Okay. That's so it can be done because uh, I talked to one guy. So now you got to replace the whole line, and it just didn't sound right to me. I don't know, but if they if it's just roots in a line, a line is a line. I don't care what it's draining. It's yeah. different than a line okay. underneath your house as long as it's not broken right. up. Yeah. But as okay. far as this uh, door goes, it's a double-pane glass system on the door? Yeah, it's a regular glass on the inside and the outside. It has safety glass. You know, when it's shattered, it just you know, broke into a million little pieces, but it stayed in place. And finally, the bottom part where the dog scratches, it started to come loose. So, I, you know, I... Uh, yeah, but the putty you're digging into uh, next to the other piece of glass, is that what you're finding? Yeah, on the rim of the, on the exterior. Uh, yeah, but the it's, it's, it's against the, the other piece of glass, right? Uh, no, it goes into the door frame. All right, because usually that's what I'm looking at. What I'm thinking is that's the seal because those double-pane glasses, they go, they're a unit that's made and it goes in in one piece. And if you bust oh, one side, you have that rubber seal that's all around in there. And I think that's what you're digging at. So as oh, far as okay. that goes, yeah. you're probably going to have to have the thing made, uh, and then the whole the inside and outside glass made together in, in a one unit to fit that door and put it back on the door. A glass company yeah. can do that, and you can talk to them about making that out exterior one a, a plexiglass or something. I guess. Yeah, that's how but, you know because it, it, you know, it seems like it's, it's a bad place to put safety glass. <laughs> Yeah, and I understand, but, anyway. but you got to quit throwing rocks at it. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, i got something that happened to me. Your listeners might want to like to know. Uh, we have a Century Safe, and I went. I shut it the other day, and I think the battery fell out. And so it looked, it's electronic, so I couldn't open. So I called a couple of locksmiths, and they all wanted to come out and drill it. You know, for two to $300, they said it ruined the safe. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that didn't sound right, so I Googled Century. I talked to Century and gave them all the, you know, the, the serial number and everything, and they're going to send me the emergency keys. We inherited the safe from my father, so I have no idea where the emergency keys were. Right. So if it, anybody else has that problem, call your, you know, whoever the manufacturer is and uh, talk to them before you call a locksmith. Yeah, and I want you to know that you do that with everything. I do that with pool yeah. equipment. I do it with anything that I can't find and, you know— People don't know about this. You got to go to the manufacturer. I lost a little piece on a ceiling fan, a Hunter ceiling fan. I called the mm-hmm. lady at Hunter and she sent it to me for free. And she knew exactly yeah. what I was talking about. Nobody else said, Oh, you got to buy a whole new ceiling fan. I said, I'm not going to buy a ceiling fan. I just a little piece here. So yeah. always go. And that's why they have people there for you. So if it's a good company, yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. Do that every time. Yeah. I got another question. I got a fluorescent overhead light that comes on, sometimes it comes off. Is it easier to change the balance or change the whole thing? Whole thing, usually. 
Okay. All right. So but I'll make sure down. make sure it's not a bulb that's halfway bad first. I've yeah, I've changed them all out. And okay. Tried you know tried doing yeah. everything and it just yeah. uh, and it just some of the ballast from the old lights you can't get anymore because of the new energy yeah. standards. So it's yeah. usually easier okay. to, to try to change the ballast but change the light if you yeah. can. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome, and thank you for the call. And uh, most of the time, the ballast today, they don't really get changed a lot. So uh, sometimes in commercial buildings, they'll do it because it's a lot easier because you have 27,000 of them, but in one in your house. Uh, there's some nice light fixtures out there, easier to change. Well, what do you think? Is the weather going to change? I think it is. I think the weather is going to get cooler. Not tomorrow. <laughs> no, don't don't jump on that bandwagon yet. But it is going to change. And we need to start, as much as we are so tired of this heat uh, and we think it's going to last forever, we need to start thinking about the fall. That means you're, you're home. You've got furnace you have to start thinking about. You've got make sure your water heater's working right now. Nobody could care less if they have a water heater. The water's coming out lukewarm anyway. Uh, and your fireplace. Your fireplace, you want to get it ready because when the first cold front runs through, everybody says, oh, let's put on a fire. Let's enjoy this. Oh, this is so much better. You know, crack some windows, get some cool air in here. The front's coming through. This is what I remember as a child on Halloween, that kind of stuff. It's going to happen. We're almost at the end of August. We've got 10 days left, something like that. Yeah, about 10 days. And then you go into September, and at the end, that's four weeks, and then boom, October. And that's when we get our first cool weather start come through. So you get five weeks to prepare. And one of the things I want you to prepare, because if you haven't done it and you wanted to do it and it's been on your list, is get your fireplace ready for the fall and the winter, of course, too. And that means gas logs, a good cleaning. Uh, maybe you want to uh, you know, make sure the damper is working. First off, make sure it's all clean and safe. And then, of course, if you want to go in the gas log system, you don't have it or you want to upgrade right there, uh, maybe a new front on it. Whatever the case may be, if you've had some leaks or anything, make sure that's all taken care of. The crown is checked. And that's what a chimney sweep does. And right now is the time to call Lord's Chimney. I know you're not going to call this minute, but maybe in, in five days, four days, two weeks, put it on your list to do for your home. It's just regular maintenance. I know I'm going to get a cleaning this year. You don't have to do it every year if you don't use it a lot, but this is a year for a cleaning for mine. And I'm going to get it all checked and cleaned. And I think you should do the same thing. And I have the perfect company to do it. It's Lord's Chimney. Be prepared for the fall. We'll start with the fireplace because you're not going to use it immediately. I'm going to change my front. I might change my gas logs. I'm not sure yet. But I definitely want the whole thing cleaned out because I haven't had it cleaned in a while, maybe six years. It's time. And I do use my gas logs regularly. And if you use it regularly or use it every year at least four or five times a year and you haven't had it really cleaned and and a safety check on there for, I don't know, six years, 10 years, do it. Put it on your list. It's just good maintenance. If you've ever, I want you to go Google a uh, fireplace, uh, chimney fire, and just see how vicious they are and what they can do. I'm sure you see some videos on there. It's got to be somewhere. I've never really looked, but a fire department prepares for them all the time. It can do some real damage. That creosote takes off and starts burning. You got you got a heck of a show, I'll tell you that. That's Lord's Chimney. You can find out more about them at homeshowradio.com, but put it on your fall maintenance program with your 
furnace checkup and the other things, but you can do that one here in the next few weeks and get that, that box checked, as they say. You work hard for your money. Choose professionals who do the same. Choose experts who've earned Tom's trust. Certified home show pros. Ideal Roofing, installing quality material with quality workmanship. AirTech, Houston's reliable air conditioning and heating company. Door Clearance Center, any door, any size. If it hangs on a hinge, you'll find it for less at the Door Clearance Center. Find Tom's directory of trusted home show pros anytime for any project at homeshowradio.com. Now, more Home Show Radio with Tom Tynan. And let's get right back to the calls. Let's talk to Greg. Greg, you're on Home Show Radio. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Greg. Um, I'm following up from, I believe it was last weekend. We had talked about some breaker switches. I'm trying to find replacements for... I remember. Made by a company called Kraus Heinz. Yes. You wanted me to maybe give you some more info if I came across any about that company. Yeah, I couldn't about. find a thing much, a little bit, but I couldn't find much about it. I didn't find a ton, but I did find maybe something that answers the question, why do I have this in my house here in Virginia? Yes. And that is uh, the company seems to be low, have been, if, if they're still around, I don't know, but at the time they made the breakers, they were in Charlottesville, Virginia, where of University of Virginia is. Okay. Um, so that is embossed on the side of the breaker itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also says on the other side that it's uh, made in Mexico. So a uh, company here manufacturing down there kind of thing. Of course. Um, and you'd ask me about the Breaker Box brand. Same brand, um, Kraus Heinz. So I don't know if there was ever a recall on that. I couldn't find that information yet. Anyway. I couldn't either. They probably were so small, they came and went pretty pretty quick. I, I couldn't find much at all. There was a couple of little blips, but nothing. It was just yeah. old stuff that was floating around. <laughs> yeah, same same with me. And, and then I found, lastly, a one electric supply company here in Richmond, Virginia, where I am, yeah. that uh, apparently might carry some left, old stock breakers from this company so that might be a resource i haven't connected with them yet because i did do what we talked about and i bought a used 30 amp dual pole breaker off of ebay and that that arrived so i'll install it and we'll see how it goes okay but the fact that you might be able to find old stock that they will sell mm-hmm. means it was not recalled Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Uh, if it's Very been good. recalled, nobody, the, none of these companies would ever put one out there. Now, the used one's on eBay, yeah, but, uh, so that's actually a good sign. They just probably just went out of business. But as far as that goes, if you can get your hands on them, then, uh, that's not, that's, that means you can keep using it as long as you have parts for it. Well, cool. Then I'll do that rather than look right into getting a whole new panel put in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you suspect you want to add something to it, or if you can, or you want to do something with it, uh, see if you can buy a few uh, breakers that you might uh, think about and put them in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, wait for them to become more valuable, even. <laughs> I don't know I don't about know. that, but yeah, yeah I guess I'll, you I'll could. forget about them. Even. If they become valuable, I'll forget where they are anyway. So Yeah, well, they'll become valuable when I'm in about 35 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But right, that's the end of that story for now, and I wanted to 
share. With I you. like the story. I'm glad you called me. Uh, it helps me. That's how I learned. So I, I'm very appreciative, and I'm, I'm welcome. To, uh, I know you're in Virginia, but I'm glad you're calling the show. Thank you. Well, that's great. Well, I'm from down where you are. That's mo- I remember most that. of my life you told down me that. where you are. And that's why I don't know who the heck Krauss Hines is. I never heard of him. Right. You know? I didn't either. <laughs> but now yeah. I know they're All from right. Virginia and uh, via Mexico. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So at least we have a All history. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, we we learned a story. There you go. No, that's true. Gave me something to do on a, on a Saturday night a couple of weeks ago or last week. I don't know. Remember what it was. Uh, call me and we will talk 281-833-3333. I do like follow-up calls if y'all don't mind calling once in a while. We, you don't have the weight on talk radio shows like people used to. And I'll tell you why. Uh, let's just say the environment has changed. People are, want instant gratification. There was a time when I started radio. Just to give you a quick little. It's been th- I'm starting my 37th, 37th year in October. And as far as I know, I'm on the air, so I'm, I'm very, I can say that with a lot of confidence. And that's in seven, eight weeks, something like that. But when I first got on the air, I was a very young man, 28 years old. And there was no 281 for Houston. It was only 713. And you never dialed 713. You just dialed the regular number unless you were calling long distance. We had no internet. If people had questions off air, they would send us self-addressed stamped envelopes, which uh, a lot of the guys just peeled the stamp off of because they didn't want to answer the questions. So I wouldn't get very many. Uh, but the average wait was 40 to 50 minutes to get on the air. The minute we would come on the air, whether it was back then, it was a garden line with Bill Zach and John Burrow. Uh, there was a lot of different shows, including Home Improvement Hotline is what I started back at a different station in 1988, 87, 87, October of 87. And uh, the the we'd have six lines and it would just light up and there was no cell phones. People would get to their telephone and sit there on a telephone. They weren't driving around. They were listening on the on the cars and there's still a lot of cars. Believe me, there's been traffic in Houston since I got here. The roads just get bigger and then the traffic jams look bigger. Uh, but it was it was a whole different time today. People don't, I'll keep two or three calls on the line. We'll get to them as quick as we can. Some people will have things to do and, and take off because they don't want to wait through another break. I understand that. You still have to pay the bills. And we're very proud of the people that uh, we have on our show because we're kind of exclusive where we can, uh, since we're an independent, we can pretty much pick and choose almost all of the people who are on the show supporting the show. So I know you get good quality people here. You'll notice when it comes to the home show radio uh uh, spots that uh, they're all home improvements. We're not selling cars and weight loss stuff and things like that. And believe me, I've been through that all those years in radio. But I just give you a little history so you won't have to wait long. So give me a call and we will talk if you have a question. If not, we appreciate you listening and we'll try to keep you entertained the best we can. 281-833-3333. But the one thing we didn't have back then that we have today is a website. And that website, as much as I fought it and said it would never catch on, I mean, we're talking two decades ago. Oh, Internet's stupid. <laughs> It'll never work. That was Tom Dynan, right? Uh, well, it really doesn't work in home improvements and construction because we still have groups of people out there putting things together one piece at a time. We need a lot of pieces and parts, but we put still put it together. And uh, and I knew that was happening. That's been happening since the Roman days and the Greeks and the Parthenon and everything else. It's just the way it is. 
but uh, you can still now you can you can access the show and listen to it twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Please don't; you'll go crazy. And secondly, uh, if you want to, but uh, you also have access to all of our really good quality people that can work on your home because we know that you'll need a plumber at any time of day. You'll need somebody to do something any time of day. Sometimes you're up at night and you're going, who should I call about this? Like, I'm going to go into uh, a little schmeal here about, and I want to, about uh, Bill Jackson, Advanced Home Exteriors. You might think about reciting your home, and you happen to have odd hours. You can go online to homeshowradio.com. You can go to Advanced Home Exteriors. You can look at their website. You can see the certified Home Show Pro. All our certified Home Show Pros. But with Advanced Home Exteriors, you'll see their work. You'll be able to see videos we've done with them. You'll be able to see the quality and hear from their their uh, own mouths just, you know, the heart they have about what they do. And so there's a real advantage to that because you're able to screen people even after I've screened them for you. Now you can screen them yourself. And Advanced Home Exteriors is an elite preferred installer certified by the Hardy Corporation. Bill Jacks, the owner, will not put any other kind of siding on a, on a home but Hardy. Because he doesn't believe in the other ones. He doesn't want to. It's not about sales. It's about quality. And then the sales come with that, of course. Uh, Advanced Home Exteriors is also a certified home show pro. I've known Bill and his company and all the people in there, including his daughter and uh, oh, just a lot of people. Anyway, I'm not going to go through all the names. The fact is that I've known him for 20 years, maybe something like that. It gets to a point where you forget how long. I'm very lucky to have people on this show that have been here for decades and decades. And Advanced Home Exteriors is that kind of company. So if you're going to reside your home, go with a company that really has a lot of heart. They have a lot of care for their clients and they want to make sure that you get the best. And that's why they choose Hardy. And that's why they're an elite preferred certified installer from the Hardy Corporation. And, of course, I'm proud to have them part of my team, which is here as a certified Home Show Pro at Home Show Radio. Advanced Home Exteriors. Go, just go by, to their we- go by their website. Go to their website and take a look at the work they do. It's, it's spectacular. And you can give them a call at 281-407-0850, but it's Advanced Home Exteriors. Measure equal parts of hydrophosphorus with an alkaline balancer. Gardening doesn't have to be dull or difficult. This is a call in and chat with we us. We believe gardening your- should be fun. Or just listen to us chat. <laughs> Welcome to Home Show Garden Pros, making gardening fun again. Saturday morning, 7 till 9. I want to get my butterfly garden going you again. We answer. Other things that you could look Advice for and tips that put easy and fun into your lawn and landscaping. Getting a little crazy in here. Saturday mornings on Spring. Sports Radio 610 and online anytime at homeshowgardenpros.com. Home Show Radio will be right back.